Well, hi friends, welcome to my daily teaching video. Hey, in a moment, I'm gonna jump into a brand new mini series all about habits. And we're gonna talk about habits, but habits from a Christian perspective, habits, the habits of the kingdom of God, the power of habits, how we form habits, how we break bad habits, and how that I believe both God and Satan want to build the kingdom into and through your life, through the power of habits. It's the beginning of a new year. And, um, you know, many people take resolutions at the beginning of a new year. I was at my gym this morning and um, it's amazing how gyms fill up for the first week or two at the beginning of January, but then die off. And I'm going to talk about how we can build habits that are sustainable, how we build habits that we enjoy and that are not hard to maintain and carry through. How, don't just, how, to, how, to, how to not just have a burst of energy and motivation and then just fizzle out, which I think we've all had that experience. Um, good. I can jump into that in a moment. Let me just say as well, I've got some teaching notes that go with these series. If you're interested, uh, send me an email. I'd love to get those to you. Uh, a few of the quick things as well. If you are new to my YouTube channel, please do consider hitting the subscribe button around there. We have now over 300,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel, having about uh, 600,000 views every month. So yeah, I really appreciate you there. I have an email newsletter. Again, you could sign up for link below. Uh, two other things as well I want to mention, I'm going to be starting at the end of January 2024, a new online, this is online only, mentoring group that's going to be meeting on a Wednesday. We're going to do a Zoom call. I'll be doing teaching and answering questions. So if you're interested in joining that, uh, there's no charge for that and uh, I believe that will be a great way of helping you grow. Lastly, if you are in the New England region, really encourage you to check out our churches. I lead a church in Sturbridge, Mass, Otis, Mass, and Norwalk, Connecticut uh, that meets every Sunday. And uh, we'd love to, yeah, have you visit a church. Everybody needs a spirit-filled church. So really encourage you to check out our churches and come visit. We would love to see you. Good. So let's talk about habits. Um, let me begin by defining this. Uh, what is a habit? I mean, I, I, I always had this, I remember this experience I had years ago and I don't know why it stuck with me, but I'd never made the connection before. I was once in New York City staying with a couple and um, I think we were about to get on a bus into the city and this, the wife and the couple made a comment to me about, um, about always wearing the same clothes, not in a negative way, but actually she actually said, yeah, I just want to, I want to develop a habit like a nun or a monk's habit. And just, she wasn't talking about religious garb, but just have like a standard set of clothes I wear every day. And we had a conversation about the late, uh, great Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, how he, he actually basically only ever wore one thing. You know, he'd wear a black um, polo, He'd wear jeans and white trainers, white sneakers. And it, again, for Steve Jobs, it was kind of like, I don't want to think about clothes. I like these. I'm just going to wear them every day. And it actually got me thinking how about that word habit. Like we literally, at least in England, we would talk about a monk's habit, you know, his gown or a, a nun's habit. Um, talking about a clothes, 
a, a piece of clothing, something that somebody would wear. And there's actually an immense power in habits. I mean, again, we all know what habits are, the things we do, and they're usually, most of us can tend to think about them in terms of bad habits, but the things we do and we keep doing and we automate them. If you think about it, I want to suggest to you that probably, who knows, but probably 99, more than 99% of our life is lived on by habit is lived by autopilot. Certainly most of what our body does, you know, breathing, uh, digestive system, our, you know, the different systems in our body, our blood flow, our heart, all of those kind of things, our brain, we're not consciously choosing to do those things. They're, they're running on autopilot. We get up, you know, we sleep, we wake, and our body, um, we're not choosing as an act of our volition, breathe in. Breathe out. Oh, I forgot to breathe. Oh no. Um, we don't do those things. Those things are on autopilot. And so much of our life becomes about habits. And, you know, I've just had a shower, which is a habit. You'll be glad to know. I just brushed my teeth. It's a habit. Um, if I was sitting here today and I hadn't brushed my teeth, I'd probably be feeling like a little bit uncomfortable or forgive my Britishness here, but the sort of the gunk factor, I'd be feeling like, you know, if I, I was making this video and I hadn't had a shower and I was unshaved and feeling like smelly and just like grumpy. No, and we develop habits. And I think a lot of us have innocuous habits, habits which don't really hurt us or really help us. They're just things we do. Sometimes we have habits we don't even know where they come from and why they are the, in our life. I once heard a story <clears throat> of a young lady who married a, a young guy and once they're in um, the, I think the guy is with his mother-in-law spending the weekend in the house and she's cooking a, like a piece of pork, pork roti, it's in French, like a roll of pork. And he's in the kitchen watching his mother-in-law. His mother-in-law takes this piece of pork, she cuts a slice off the end and throws it in the trash and puts the meat in a tin in the oven. And... Um, he says to his mother-in-law, you know, mother-in-law dearest, why? Why did you throw that? That piece of meat seemed a perfectly good piece of meat. Why did you throw that away? And his mother-in-law looked at him as if he was stupid and said, it's because... And she couldn't give a reason. And then in the end, she thought about it and she said, well, my mom taught me how to do that. I don't know. And, um, you know, one day he noticed his wife doing the same thing, piece of meat, tin, cuts a you know, half an inch off the end, throw it in trash. And, and then one day he meets his wife's grandmother and she does the same thing. Now he's seen three generations of people chopping off a perfectly good piece of meat, throwing it in the trash. And he, he says, Grandma, why, why is it you do that? And his wife's grandmother looked, mother looked at him and said, well, I only have a small baking tin. I should probably, but I've had it years and I love it. So that's why I cut a piece off because it, it has to fit in my tin. Now it made sense for grandma to do that, I guess though she could have had a new baking tin. But then mother had copied it and grandmother had copied it. And so often I think we have habits, I think we have habits in church. We, I, I meet churches that are doing things which really made sense 500 years ago, which make no sense whatsoever today. There were wars that needed to be fought. I'm not talking about physical wars, I'm talking about theological wars, let's say the Reformation, things like that. We are, we're not fighting those same battles today. And it's important that we 
we look at our life, I, I believe it's important that God wants us to live consciously. I believe God wants us to live on purpose. I believe God wants us to live according to his plan, not according to just a bunch of habits we've inherited from the enemy, yeah, or from tradition. I once stood up in my church years ago and I got this guy mad. He, gets, he used to get mad at everything until he left. But I, I said, there's, there's something on planet Earth which is more powerful than the Word of God. And this guy, no, there's nothing more powerful than the Word of God. And I, I said, our traditions are more powerful than the Word of God. Now, I'm being a little bit facetious because I know nothing's more powerful than the Word. But Jesus said to the Pharisees, your traditions have made the Word of God of no effect. And so often, like the meat in the baking tin, we, we are saying that we, we believe the word, we're followers of the word, and yet our traditions nullify the power of the word of God. So here is my, um, my suggestion to you as I begin this series. I think so often Satan comes through the world, the flesh, the devil, and he tries to automate sin in our life. He tries to get us in these habit loops where something happens that we don't like and we immediately get angry and sin, yeah? Uh, we see something, you know, the lust of the eyes, uh, maybe something sexual, some attractive person, whatever, and we immediately <clears throat> move into sin, into lust, whatever. Um, we are, somebody tells us we're a worthless piece of junk and our pride kicks in and we feel condemned and shamed. Somebody tells us we're amazing, we believe that, and the pride of life kicks in and all these things. And Satan loves it when we'll automate sin. If we automate sin, it's really easy. If you have habits in your life which are not helping you, which are leading you away from God, if you come in from work every day, plunk yourself in front of the TV and just start watching some mindless junk on Netflix, and then, you know, you'll get you into the story and you're enjoying it and it's a really great plot. And then they start blaspheming the name of Jesus. And in your mind, you, the inertia, the getting up, switching it off, the, oh, it's not so bad. I'll turn to my husband, wife and go, it's not terrible, but we keep watching. So Satan loves it when he'll bake those things into your life. Come on, let me, I'll finish with this, but <clears throat> most of us are not that far from breakthrough. Most Christians I know, I love getting around people and part of me is asking the Lord, Lord, what's really going on in their life? It's amazing how many people never open their Bible or they open their Bible on Sunday morning in church for a few minutes and then close it again and they, they don't have a daily relationship with this word. It's amazing how many people don't have a daily relationship with speaking the word of God, proclaiming the word of God. That's a good habit. There are habits God wants us to form. If I came to most of you today and said, do you speak in tongues? Most of you, if you're part of a Bible-believing church, would say, yes, Graham, I speak in tongues. But then if I said, yeah, but do you really do it? Not can you do it, are you able to do it? Do you do it occasionally? But if I came to you and said yesterday, how much time did you spend speaking in tongues? I'll usually get a blank deer in the headlights look that goes like, I, I, I want to, I think it's powerful, I know the scriptures, but I didn't do it yesterday. But I really, today's gonna be a busy day, I'll start tomorrow. And my point is we've gotta bake these things into our lives. So what I'm gonna do in the next few days, I'm gonna talk with you about how habits, how they actually function, 
Um, the process of habits. I'm going to talk about how to break bad habits and how to form, or rather how to displace bad habits with good habits. We, the best way of doing this, we don't break bad habits through guilt and shame. We actually form great habits that we enjoy. We love doing it. I went to the gym about an hour ago and I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's horrible, oh, the pain. Was there a little bit of pain? Of course there was. Was there a point there where I'm pushing my heart and I, I think, you know, um, yeah, I'd rather be sitting there at home with a cup of coffee, you know, reading or whatever, but I just don't allow myself to think. I just say, I'm going to go do this and that's become a habit. And after a while it's easy. And after a while, I like it. And God wants us, we can become addicts of the word of God. Boom. Come on, let me read a scripture to uh, finish this series off, or really to begin it with. Hebrews 5.13 <clears throat> it says, everybody who continues... Notice that word continue. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Everybody who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will in purpose, thought and action. He is a mere infant, not yet able to talk. But solid food is for full grown men, those whose senses and mental facilities have been trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good, what is noble and evil, and contrary to the divine or human law. Here's what I want you to catch today, guys. We can practice the Word of God. We can practice life. We can practice being an overcomer. We can practice bringing in the plans and purposes of God everywhere we go and i'll show you in this series how we do that thanks for watching hey hit that subscribe button why not take a moment look at the links below and share this video drop me a line i'd love to hear from you in jesus name bye for now